Good morning. Am I okay? Yeah. Um, I, I just want to pray for a minute. Let's just close our eyes and um, such a beautiful, tangible uh, sense of the presence of the Lord and just want to sit in it for a minute and just listen to the Holy Spirit. And I have a message and I'll share it, and, but I just want, want us to wait for a second. Holy Spirit, we, we love your presence. We love everything about you. We love who you are. We love what you do. We love how you do it. And we long for greater experiences of your presence, greater encounters with who you are. And so we create room for you here together in, in this space, but also in our own hearts in that space. We create room for you to do whatever it is that you want to do in us today, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you. 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 We're so grateful for you. We're so grateful for you, Jesus. You are so incredibly worthy of all of our hearts and all of our lives and all of our affection and all of our devotion and everything that we have, everything that we own, our reputations, everything. You're just so worthy of it, Jesus, and we give it to you. Once again, this morning, in this moment, right now, we say you are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all, Jesus. You alone are worthy of it all. We don't want to waste our life. We don't want to spend our life. We don't want to give our energy to anything else except you and your kingdom and your glory and seeing it released in the earth. Because you are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy, Jesus. You are worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. I have this, this song, um, Herbs, can you help us sing it? I just want to sing this song together for a couple of minutes. So, you, know, you know what I mean? Shakura, you're worthy, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Just tell him, tell him how worthy he is. It's for you, Jesus. It's for you, Jesus. It's for you, Jesus. Everything, 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 Jesus. Sing it again. Jesus, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. We worship you, Jesus.
Only you, Jesus. Only you, Jesus. Only you, Jesus. Only you, Jesus. It's all for you, Jesus. It's all for you, Jesus. You alone are worthy. You are the treasure in the field. You are the pearl of great price. You are the most precious. You're the most beautiful. You're the most faithful. You're the most generous. You're the most merciful. You're the most gracious, kind, and loving. We worship you, Jesus. You're worthy of it all. Worthy, 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 worthy. You're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. Yeah. You're worthy of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Jesus, we love you. We really love you. When I was um, praying for you guys over the last six weeks or so, I, I guess I, I had this um, this word going round and round and round in my heart for you and. And actually, the passage of scripture that I felt like the Lord had taken me to, I'm pretty sure I've, I've talked to you about before. Um, but in a sense, that doesn't really matter. If that's what the Holy Spirit is saying, that's what he's saying, right? And we don't get to argue with him. So if you want to just turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 11. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. I'm just going to read... Um, I'm going to read uh, Mark 11, verse 11, and it says, Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple courts, and he looked around at everything. That sentence makes me a bit nervous. (laughs) He looked around at everything. But since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. The next day as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry, and seeing in the distance a fig tree and leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. On reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple courts and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves and would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple courts. As he taught them, he said... Is it not written, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers? The chief priests and the teachers of the Lord heard this and began looking for a way to kill him, 
for they feared him because the whole crowd was amazed at his teaching. When evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city, and in the morning as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. This is a really fascinating story, you know. Um, First of all, you find Jesus, and he sees a tree, a fig tree with leaves but no fruit, and then he just curses it and says, no one ever eat from you again. And it's a bit like, oh, Jesus, are you having a bad day? Like, what's happening? That feels like quite an overreaction, you know, to curse something for the rest of its days. And then he goes on, and he enters the temple, and as he enters, he starts to throw over tables and chase people out and you know causes utter chaos and he starts shouting you know is it not written my house should be a house of prayer for all nations and you have made it a den of robbers and he's like whoa okay Jesus like this this feels quite uncomfortable this feels quite extreme. And I think what I've discovered anyway in my study of of this passage of scripture, that it's really important that you read the two together. Because really what happens on the way to the temple is, is just a parable. It's like a prophetic demonstration of what Jesus is about to do when he arrives at the temple. And, and it's so interesting. You see, the fig tree, it tells us, doesn't it, that it was in full leaf. It was properly leafy. And the fig tree's there, and it looks all really um, alive and thriving. And, and Jesus is hungry, and he sees this fig tree, and he's like, ah, oh, a tree with leaves on it. It's going to have fruit on it. This is great. I'm hungry. I can go there, and I can get fed. And so he walks towards the fig tree, and then when he sees it, and he realizes there's no fruit there. And I know that Mark tells us that it wasn't the season for figs, right? But... If a fig tree bore leaves, it should have also borne figs. Regardless of the season, that's just nature. That's how it works. If the leaves are there, the fruit should be there too. And Jesus goes over and says, have you got something for me to eat? And then he realizes it's completely fruitless. It's unproductive in what really matters. It looks great. It's giving this impression that it's thriving and that it's fully alive, you know, and it's fulfilling the purpose that it was created for. But actually, it's utterly useless in the things that really matter. There is no fruit. And Jesus curses it. He is not pleased with the tree. And then he arrives at the temple. And here you have something that too looks like from the outside that it's fully alive. Beautiful building, ancient, stunning architecture, priests and Levites and the sound of song filling the air and people making sacrifices and all this stuff is going on. And from the outside, it looks like it's, it's thriving and it's fulfilling its God-given purpose. But as Jesus gets up close and personal, what he sees is actually for this temple, what was supposed to be a house of prayer has actually become a den of robbers. And it too is not fulfilling its kingdom purpose. And he's not pleased. And he drives people out. And, and I think it, it, it's, there's something in this passage of scripture for you. There definitely is for me in our ministry. We've come back to here at the beginning of this year. But I feel it very strongly for you. There's, there's something in here that we need to listen to. 
There's something in here that we need to learn from. I think actually woven into the very fabric of this story is a question that we have to answer. Are we, are we growing fruit or are we just growing leaves? Which one are we in pursuit of? Which one gets our attention? Which one are we most concerned about? Is it how we appear to the world and the wider church? Or is it to the fruit that God wants to produce amongst us? Which one is it that's really important? And where is your focus? And where is your attention? What is it that you are pursuing in this season? And what is it that you are seeking to grow in? Fruit or leaves? And I kind of feel like it's a bit of a, so make your choice. John 15, I think it's verse 5, has this amazing scripture. I just, I just love it. And, and I've got it here, so I don't know it's quoted. It says, it's Jesus speaking. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. You know the scripture? I, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear fruit. I mean, that's the beauty and the utter simplicity, actually, of it all. If you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing nothing except maybe grow some very pretty leaves. You can have the best building, the best programs, the most creative ideas, the best coffee, whatever, whatever, whatever. But those are not the things that will transform your nation. They are not the things that will transform your life. Only the power and the presence of Jesus can do that. There is no substitute. There just isn't. There is no substitute. Only the power and the presence of Jesus. If you abide in me and I abide in you, you will bear fruit. It's a spiritual principle. In fact, I would say it's a spiritual law. It's impossible not to. Isn't that amazing? We were having a conversation last night and we were talking about, well, how do we step into the fullness of what maybe is available? And I'm like, there's no clever answer to that except Jesus. Just immerse yourself in Jesus. Pursue Jesus. Pursue his presence above, far above everything else. Help us, help us, Holy Spirit, help us in our pursuit. And when I was praying for you as a church... Over the last sort of six weeks, I, I had this, this clear sense, and I've been talking a bit with, with Chris and Nick, that, that the Lord is issuing to you as Numa Church an invitation this year into a deeper awareness and experience of his presence. Yes. And I feel like this is a very significant year for you. And, and the, the deeper you go into him, the more of him you will see manifest amongst you. I mean, it's not rocket science, not spiritual rocket science, you know. But it is the truth. And I think you're being invited into a season, into a year of going deeper into him. And then he is going to rise amongst you. And I feel like, and I said it to Chris and Nick, I feel like this is a year of significance in the presence for you to set you up for the significance of what God is going to then do through you. Because the beauty of it is that whatever he does in us, he always multiplies through us. That too is a spiritual law. 
What he does in us, he multiplies through us. You want to see transformation? Be transformed. Yes. That's it. That's it. You want the world to know Jesus? Then know him first. Yes. It's how it works. It's just that simple. And I, what, what time do we finish? Okay, fine. We've got a bit of time. So, this is what I heard the Lord say. Say to Numature, which is a bit weird, but just, just roll with me. Say to Numa Church, do you hear the sound? I'm like, mm, what does that mean? Do you hear the sound? Do you hear the sound? I was saying to Kat, I had a little word for her about your tongue will be the pen of a ready writer. And what the Father gives to you. It's an old song, actually. It's a scripture, but it's also a very old song. Don't Google it. It's terrible. But the <laughs> lyrics are amazing, isn't it? I send it to camera. I'm really sorry. It's a terrible. But the truth of it is beautiful. But it starts, it says, I hear the sound of rustling in the leaves of the trees. The Spirit of the Lord has come down upon the earth. You, got, you should read the lyrics. It's prophetic for your church. Read through the lyrics, ignore the melody. <laughs> and in, in the chorus, it says, My tongue will be the pen of a ready writer, and what the Father gives to me, I'll sing. I only want to be his breath. I only want to glorify the King. Right? And I felt the Lord saying, Do you hear the sound? Do you hear the sound? I was in um, Uganda in October, and we, and we had some friends from Germany who had come and um, and we, we worship all the time. But we were like, just said, let's worship tonight at my house. So the word just goes out, you know, and, and, and people come. And, and, and my, my front room was absolutely rammed with people. There's probably, I don't know, between 40 and 50 people. And they come from many different walks. There was my staff team. There was the church that meets in my home which is just people from the village. There were people who are our apprentices, slum dwellers who are on our leadership development programs, people from the slums all around, people from every different walk of life, people who are exiting addiction, crime, prostitution. They're just all packed into my front room. You know? And I'm like, let's just worship. And we kind of just got rid of um, worship leaders. We just let Amen. the room lead. And, um, and so Moses, some of you have met Moses. He was here a few weeks yeah. ago. I said, Moses, what, what, what should we do? And he's like, I don't know. And so he's just standing in the middle of the room and he's walking around, you know. And then he starts to do this moving thing. So it was, he just starts to move. <laughs> I can't do it because I don't bend in the right way. But he starts to do this kind of move. Yeah. And then he just begins to sing this song. <clears throat> and the room begins to sing with him. And, you know, you have those moments in worship. It doesn't happen that often, but it actually it happened this morning. When the moment, some, the, the, the first note is played, it's like presence of the Lord is there and it's going on and, and, and there's this young guy oh this, this young guy in the room he's 18 17 he's 17 his parents when they became Christians were violently and horrifically persecuted 
and um, they were beaten, they were set on fire, all, all sorts of things happened. They're actually on our leadership team now. And they were, they were brutally persecuted. And when I, this is when this little boy was three months old. And as part of the persecution, they picked up this, this boy as a three-month-old and threw him from the top story of a building and down onto a concrete floor. And we thought he, they thought he was dead. But he wasn't dead. Yeah. And he's standing in this room and he starts to sing, Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. That's how it goes, right? And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just done. I'm just done. And I'm watching this kid and his mum and dad. And then another staff team member, she starts to sing this song. She just goes, Phoom, you know, another song breaks out. And she starts to sing, and she says, um, You are great. Yes, you are. Holy one. I've got it. If you want it, I've got it. There was a friend there who, put, who pr- uh, pressed record on his phone, and I'm so grateful. And you can hear her voice. She says, You are great. Yes, you are. Holy one. You walk upon the sea. You raise the dead. You are great in majesty, mighty God. Everything written about you is great. And then she goes again, you are great. Yes, you are. Holy one. You walk upon the sea, you raise the dead. And then the chorus goes, you are great. 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 You know, and this room is just exploding. And the Lord said to me, do you hear the sound? And I stood and I was watching. See, the girl who starts the song is is one of our team who has seen the dead come back to life. And there's something about hearing someone sing, he walks upon the sea, he raises the dead. Who's actually seen it happen? There's something about it that inside of you just go, ah, and I'm watching, and there's a young guy called Saddam, healed of AIDS, end-stage AIDS. And he's like, you walk upon the sea, you raise the dead. Yes. And there's my friend of mine who's just come out of prostitution and a lifestyle of utter violation. And she's singing, you walk upon the sea, you raise the dead. And I'm watching someone else whose story is one of genocide and mutilation and violation to the worst possible um, extent and she's standing there you walk upon the sea you raise the dead and the Lord's saying do you hear the sound do you hear the sound do you hear the sound and then there's this girl the one who's who's escaped genocide and she's she lives in a particular slum and she's in my house and she's barely dressed in raggy clothes and she's there singing and then she turns her face upwards and she starts to sing in Swahili, and she's singing, Baba, oh, Baba, oh, Baba, oh, Baba, oh, which means Daddy, oh, Daddy, oh. And then she's singing, you are this and you are that. You've healed my heart. You've restored my body. You've changed my story, Daddy, oh, Baba, Baba, Baba. And the team is singing with her, and I just lost it. And the Lord's saying to me, do you hear the sound? 
this, this right here, this messy, out of tune, chaotic sound. This is the sound of what revival sounds like. It's not about a highly polished sound that's been recorded by a multi-million dollar record label in a self-appointed revival center. That's not the sound of revival. This is the sound. This is the sound. And it's messy and it's raw and it's broken. But it's real and it's gritty and it's lives that have been transformed that can't help but say, He raised the dead. He raised the dead. He raised the dead. And I felt the Lord say to me, there is a resurrection anointing that's coming in certain places around the world where the dead are going to come back to life. And maybe they're from the morgue, but maybe they're just the walking dead. And that's the sound. And I feel like what the Lord is saying to you, is this okay? I feel like what the Lord is saying to you is, do you hear the sound? Because my conviction, and I said this to you guys last night, I use that word very, very carefully, and I don't use it very often, but my conviction for you is the sound that we're beginning to hear, and that it's it's not just us, it's happening in different pockets all over the world, is the sound he's going to release from amongst you. It's already begun, actually. You're already tapping into it, and it's the sound that raises the dead. And actually, when the Lord begins to move and do what he wants to do in you and then begins to multiply it through you, I actually think the reach of the sound, you know how you see sound waves that resonate out? And I saw a map, and I won't won't tell you all the details of what I saw for you, but I saw the sound waves going way beyond this island's shores. And I'm like, there is a sound that needs to be released amongst you. So I've been praying and praying and praying and fasting and praying and fasting and praying for you guys because I think this is a year of significance. But it starts in the deep. It starts in the presence. Who was I talking to? Jen, we were chatting yesterday and I was saying to her, there there is no limit for you, to you, on you, around you that will limit the amount of Jesus that you could actually know. There's no limit. There's no limit. The only one who can put limits on you is yourself. So make a choice. Dive into the deep. Do what you need to do. Pay the cost you need to pay. Don't eat for a while if that's what you need to do to make yourself feel hungry. I don't know what it is. Fast. Pray. Get up early. Do whatever you need to do. Wake your spirit up. Get active and get in pursuit and you know, find him. He's right here. (laughs) It's not difficult to find. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. So I was like, I I said to Herbs, can you just sing that song for me when I start? Because, you know, it's the sound. Worthy is your name, Jesus. Worthy is your name. Remember, I was here and, and, and Kat was on the keyboard last time I was with Moses and she started to sing, um, You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it. For from you are all things and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Ah, that song's so anointed right now. So anointed and it's so full of truth. He's worthy of it all and also he requires it. Yes, he does. Come on. He requires it. I was, I'm finishing because I'm talking too much, but I was, I was saying to some of the leaders last night, um, 
I, I had a prophetic word. I, I went to Germany to deliver a word to someone, and, and the Lord said to me, tell him there's nothing half-hearted or partial about a crucifixion. Galatians 2.20, therefore wow. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. So tell good. him there's nothing partial or half-hearted about a crucifixion. He requires it all. all. He's worthy of it all. all. And in giving everything to him, he gives everything of himself to yes. us. I think that's a pretty good exchange. Oh, yes, yes. So Come on. Let's, um, let's just wait for the Holy Spirit and see what he wants to say. Is that Okay. Shall we just wait on the Lord for a minute? We have a f- would you have a few minutes? Yeah. <laughs> well, I might take up an hour. Okay. <laughs> Let's just close our eyes for a moment and, you know, do what you want to do. Stand, sit, find a space. But we're just going gonna, gonna to wait on the presence of the Lord. And I don't know what the Holy Spirit wants to do, but I do know that he is inviting you into something. So come, Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to Numa Sunday's podcast. For more information, go to numachurch.uk, where you can find more ways to connect with us. Have a great week, and remember you're loved.